Peter Porker here and welcome to today's edition of the Transition Guy where I've got a special guest, Mr. Byron Nelson. Now, welcome Byron. Man, thank you for having me. So today, Byron's got an interesting story and just to give you a little sort of preamble on what that is, most of us, a huge proportion of entrepreneurs come from a place of adversity. And really a lot of people say, well things are not fair, this is not fair. I mean that's absolute bullshit. The reality is this. Everyone says, well, I'm defined by where I've grown where I've grown up, what my beginnings are like. I disagree. And Byron's a great example where you're not defined by where you have been born, where you have been raised, but defined by your journey. So Byron, can you please tell the tell your story? My story is simple. I was born in Chicago. Yep. At a young age. Um, there's an old sitcom called The Jeffersons. I remember The Jeffersons. And so our family was like The Jeffersons. They just kept moving up. I was blessed in having great parents. But the adversity where we lived was still, and, and is still, a war zone. In fact, in Chicago, uh, more people have died in the last seven years than in all of their rocking around wars combined. And it's still going on right now, which I'm on several boards of making a difference there. Well, so at a young age at Chicago, we left there for me not to be a statistic, hopefully, prayerfully, but we moved to Compton, which was not much better. <laughs> and actually, that was that was properly defined in a recently released mm -hmm. movie. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, with all NWA, the hip hop movement, yeah. and everything else. But when you look at that, actually, the inception of the Pyros which is a gang, very well-known, renowned gang. Uh, and the Crips was born out of a block from each, on one side and the other side where I lived. Okay. And so, many scars to be able to show that. But in that, that evolution of being born into and out of many of the different war zones was something that was just really extraordinary. Um, because I had to, my parents put me in a good school so I was always fighting in school or getting into challenges there because it was a white school. And then I'd go back home and then I was in Oreo. I was, I was, to them, I was a white black guy. Right. So I ended up fighting when I got home. And it became a very, very challenging journey. Uh, at a young age, I really, it really forced me to become an introvert. Not that I was natural. Some people are born naturally an introvert and then have to pull themselves out. I was forced into being an introvert at a very young age. So what was the turning point for you? The turning point was at a time in which, I want to say it was roughly about 7th or 8th grade. But at a young age, I always, I, I started with Curious George, was a, a book. that now they've turned into a cartoon, it's still around 50 yeah. years later. Um, but I was always curious. Um, and I was always by myself so I could relate to Curious George. He was always going off wandering, looking for things, seeking things. Um, then I, my, my mother, because we didn't have any money, we didn't have anything, and I was at this one school, this one private school, uh, while I was in Compton, and because we couldn't afford uh, any costumes, we had an avocado tree, and my mother went up there and pulled all the leaves off, and bought me some green stockings, and made me a Peter Pan outfit, and I came in first place at school. I think that was one of the first turning points to make me believe that anything is possible when you have nothing. That went to about 11, 12 years old when my father handed me Think and Grow Rich. And by the way, if you don't know the book Think and Grow Rich, it's by Napoleon Hill. 
it's one of the classics in Louisville attraction. 100%. And that led to about 14 years old, he gave me an old VHS, VHS tape that said The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. Another great classic. And each of these opened up my mind to what was possible, where I couldn't see anything. So I started to dream, I started to have visions. Um, we would drive by homes and just envision ourselves living in different neighborhoods. And you know what, I think that's the biggest thing for entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. is that they go into business with a dream, mm -hmm. and somewhere down the line, they lose that dream, they don't have that vision, and they just end up going through the motions. Exactly. I, you know, and you just hit on a point, uh, more so anything else, Peter, and that is, it's amazing how the people that have no eyes have greater sight. One of my close friends right now is Stevie Wonder. I was with him at his birthday last year, me and three other people, we went and took him out, and he did an impromptu concert right there on the spot. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and, and that's one of the things I sought out. I started seeking out extraordinary people to surround myself with that did things that most people could never do, that stretched my mind and eyesight to seeing what was possible for myself, which got me into the entertainment industry. Can't sing, can't dance, can't do any of that, but I had a business mind. And so I started with um, a spring break, a, a truly creating concerts, um, fashion shows in college. That evolved into me doing clubs. That evolved into me doing concerts. That evolved into me becoming a conduit for amazing artists like Tamia and Tyrese way back in the day. I'm shy of people that I had a hand in something, Brian McKnight, which we did several events for him. Um, so then that just that was where my first my first turning point was is to be around it just kept escalating and I kept positioning myself around people that had extraordinary eyesight I don't want to say extraordinary talent because not everyone that is extraordinary has extraordinary talent that's so true you know what's interesting actually you can attest to this being on the island with Richard mm -hmm. he does exactly the same thing 100% and what we saw in the Q&A yesterday oh, man. it was priceless to understand. In fact, that's probably my my greatest takeaway. My greatest takeaway uh, this weekend with us is when Richard actually said, "Don't get caught and stuck in one place. You know, learn how to delegate and learn how to trust." And if being a coach, one of the things, one of the greatest challenges that I come across of of extraordinary people, amazing, talented business owners and people that are professionals and CEOs is that they're the only one that can do it. And, right. And, and they get stuck there because they don't want to trust and their trust, their trust factors, their trust issues keep them a slave to their own vacation. Well, vocation. We've, well, we've seen that as well on this trip as well. 100%. So it's interesting because business owners, they, entrepreneurs, they do convince themselves of their own bullshit. Exactly. They do believe that there's nobody else better than them. Right. The reality is, do you know what? You haven't found that person that is better than you. But with 7 billion people on the planet, there are plenty of people to choose from. <laughs> that's so true. That is the best, that's one of the most amazing things is if you can let go and learn how to leverage. I think that is the, the one of my favorite words in business is leverage. Yeah. You know, Darren, me and Darren Hardy had a conversation um, of Success Magazine about a year ago. Uh, and he was sharing with me and I actually it was after that conversation I had with him I went and picked up the compound effect yeah so that's a beautiful book right right just little things 
over a long period of time. Everybody's looking for a quantum leap. Everybody wants to be the deal right now instead of understanding one step at a time, one, one inch at a time, and things just compound. And if they take on a tidal wave and a tsunami, when you least expect it, if you just keep doing the little things consistently and not become incarcerated to your own thought process. Well, and, and to be honest, I would, if we look at Richard, mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing how he's become an overnight success yeah. over 50 years. Right, exactly, exactly. And he did say last night, 50 years in business. <laughs> exactly. It is the, and he is a great example of the compound effect. Mm -hmm. In fact, watching him play tennis, right. he never started off as a great tennis player. Exactly. And as James said, I mean, I interviewed James earlier. Mm -hmm. He was saying he's on the court every morning, sometimes twice a day. And it's that little bit, little bit marginal gain, exactly. marginal gain, that allows yeah. you to have a pretty decent level yeah. of tennis. Yeah. And that's our little, I mean, all of our little steps got us here. Oh to be around. One of the things that I've, I've been, uh, I did a coaching session the other day, I said, being from the streets, we have a saying, everybody thinks they're a gangster until they meet a real gangster. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that true? And so I, I, I revere myself on having an extraordinary mindset, being a visionary, um, creating an environment for other people to be raised up, praised up, and build, and, and know that I'm one of the greatest in the world until I get around Peter, until I get around Richard, until I get around this circle of some of the most extraordinary minds on the planet that live at a whole different vibration, you realize how much further you need to expand. And that's why we're here, right? That's 100% why we're here. But what's interesting is like you, you're now out of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is that once you experience success, you can have success at many different levels. Yes. And the top athletes out there, and I'll give you a great example was Hussein Bolt, now the fastest man in the world, never really played football, has a passion for football, could easily play in a top tier team yes. because he has that natural ability for sport. 100%. So you got rid of your, this part of your journey now mm -hmm. is really interesting for the viewers mm -hmm. because you really stepped your game up. Right. I mean now you're, you're playing at a totally different level as a coach. As a professional speaker, mm -hmm. as a thought leader, right. tell us about that. So the evolution of where that came from is as I got past Think and Grow Rich, as I got past uh, Strangest Secret in the World, I became thirsty. Right. I, I became famished for self-empowerment, for growth, for transformation. And when you're talking about growth, are you talking about growth as in growing as oneself? Self-education. All of the above. Everything that grows you as a human being that grows human equity. And you know what I find? That's probably the greatest restriction that entrepreneurs have. Mm -hmm. Is that they're, very, they're phenomenal technicians in their business. Mm -hmm. But they don't learn. Right. They just earn. Well, that's, that, that, that plays into the cliche of most are busy being broke. Uh, you know, and I <laughs> like that one, but yes. it's so true. Yeah. They're busy being broken. It's not, and broken is on so many different levels because money is relative. We aren't talking about money. They're broke with their family, or they're broke with their social, they're broke with their health, they're broke with their emotions. They're constantly running around, but they have the title, the cars, the houses, and all the materialistic stuff you can't take with you when you die. But they don't have this. No. They don't have this. They don't have a lifestyle of legacy. And I suppose in order to get that lifestyle of legacy, you really got to have a balance in your life. Yes. Where it's got to be over many different areas, whether it's, it's got to be a mixture of health, mm -hmm. spirituality. Mm -hmm. you've, got, you've got to have some money. Mm -hmm. but I mean, one thing I've noticed with a lot of the people on the island with us, 
They're very physically fit. Right. And that's and Richard was saying that, right? Yeah. When he's when he was asked in the Q and A yesterday, one of the things he pointed out was I've learned to delegate so I can take advantage of the things that are most important to me being a family, health and peace and balance. And that is that is that's everything. That mm. equilibrium of understanding those those different key points of value systems that we don't the average person doesn't do or take advantage of. Yeah, and I think that's more of a choice. Mm -hmm. They choose it not to do choice. it. And as far as the advice I can give to all of the all that sort of the people who have tuned into today's episode is really you need to make a conscious decision. Mm. If you want to really become the entrepreneur that does great things, you first need to learn to become great. And we all have greatness inside of us, right? 100%. Right. Be the leader, be the example that people want to follow. And you've got an exciting year ahead of you now. Oh, I'm so excited. Because, you, I mean, I'm didn't you tell me you've got some really important event coming up? Yes, I'm coordinating an event between my big brother, Les Brown, um, Robin Sharma, if his schedule lets up, uh, reached out to Simon Sinek. We're putting together a whole thing in the first quarter of next year, at the latest, uh, that is going to be it's going to be a transformation, a complete. I call it the ultimate transformation. Um, and those just a few of the people. It, obviously, it's predicated on people's schedules, so I don't want to put other people out there without a contract. But what we're putting together is with some of the most amazing minds and souls on a tour for 2018. Uh, my book is being released next year, first quarter which is no network, no net worth. Absolutely. So, and then I have one for, for young men, because of where I'm from, I have one for young men that never had a father, which is the teachings my father taught me to be a man and a leader. Because everything that uh, I see in society of so many single mothers and so many young men that never had a father, uh, I think contributes to, the, uh, to, to, the, to all of the devastation that's going on. Um, and to no fault except for society itself that doesn't take responsibility. So, my father used to say all the time, either be part of, the, either you're the problem or be part of the solution. Yeah. And that's a really good, that's really wise words. Yeah. So, my takeaway today for everybody is this: no matter what your background is, your past doesn't have to be your anchor. Yeah, your past is not your journey. What we've seen with Byron is, and in all fairness, Byron's come from some of the shittiest parts of the US, yet today he has put himself in the position where he's mixing with people, I mean, people like you, Robin Sharma, Simon Sinek, these people are at the top of their game. These people advise governments, and Byron's mixing with those people. So you've got to make a choice. Where do you want to be with your business? What kind of business do you want to grow? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And ultimately, what are you prepared to do in order to make that happen? Well, if you resonate with anything that we covered today, head over to Falker.com and get in contact with us. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail.